Welcome to Event Marketing Redefined, a show where we teach you how to create immersive and meaningful face-to-face -face experiences that drive real results for your business. I'm your host, trade show and event marketing expert, Matt Kleinrock. Now let's get started. Welcome everybody to Event Marketing Redefined. It is day three live at Exhibitor Live. I'm here with Claire Conway from Ambry Genetics. She is an event marketer for them. Claire, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you for sitting with me. Tell me a little bit about why you are at Exhibitor Live this week. So I'm here for a few reasons. Mostly I am starting the journey of earning my CTSM. So this is awesome. a great place to start that. I'm also here to get new ideas and learn from, from my peers, the instructors, but basically getting new ideas that I can implement in my own position, mostly producing trade shows mm. and sales meetings and other corporate events. Good for you being curious and wanting to learn. I love that. Is there anything in particular that you are hoping to hear being spoke about, to get in a conversation about or be taught classes, anything like that? My biggest challenge and the biggest takeaway that I wanted to get out of this is lead retrieval, lead generation, and tracking leads and ROI. So that's, I think, the biggest challenge for me personally, but also a lot of event marketers have that issue with proving to senior management why we should be at these shows, what is the value, proving the value. So I'm getting that from a lot of the vendors, but I am also have received a lot of great information from the instructors and their experience and the different tools and measurements and metrics that you can use to track ORI and prove the value of the events that you participate in. I love that. Prove the value of the event. It's really cool. I had a conversation yesterday with the CEO from Captello. Yes. They have. And he, I did go and see their booth. So I'm having, I'm in a conversation with them. Awesome. Good yeah. for you. He's real knowledgeable. We had an awesome conversation. So actually when, when the conversation comes out, you should listen to it because he dropped some really good information on lead retrieval, lead generation, ROI, and sort of how you know, their software is a tool for that. You know, he actually used the phrase lead gen strategy, right? Which yeah. I thought was interesting that that idea of having a strategy, which is kind of what you're saying, like, how are yeah. we going into these events and what's an efficient way to do lead retrieval? You have to do it. But then how do you organize it? Right. right. How do what you do you do up? once you collect that, that yeah. information? Do you find that's an issue more on trade shows or at events, both? More trade shows. I think a lot of it has to do with training your team members who mm. are at the trade show and yeah. figuring out ahead of time, what is our goal? Like, what kind of leads do we want to be collecting? Who do mm. we want to speak to? What do we want to talk to them about? Mm. And then what do we want to do once we have them there? So basically, my philosophy is what do we want our attendees to think, feel, and do once they've come to see us at a, at a booth or they've come to one of our presentations at a show or we've engaged with them in some other way at an event. Are you sure you just started in the CTSM program? Yes, but I've been in the event <laughs> yeah, industry you're... for like 17 years. <laughs> I love you saying think, feel, do. What You know what I mean? You're starting there. Yeah. Because um, that goes back to the experience, right? It goes back to right. you being at a trade show. You're there for what? You're there for your audience, for your customer. Yeah. And you're trying to tell a story. You're trying to drive a narrative. You're trying to engage them in a meaningful way that will either add pipeline to the top, move pipeline from the middle to the bottom, yeah. or work with 
customers you already have. Exactly. It's all about bringing value to the customer. Mm -hmm. What can we do for them that they need? They might not even know they need it yet. Yeah. You know, like when Apple products first came out, people didn't know that they needed an iPhone or an iWatch. Like no one knew what that was. Mm -hmm. But once you create that demand, like you have to teach them about your products, showcase them in a way that they the attendee can understand, oh, this could be really valuable for me. Mm -hmm. I could really implement this in my own practice. I I work with doctors. So Mm -hmm. we want to show the doctors how we can simplify and Mm -hmm. make things more efficient in their practices. It's like you're talking marketing 101. What is the problem you solve for your customer? And then, but where, where I think event marketers like yourself, where you're getting creative is thinking, how do I deliver this, right? How do I communicate that? whether with language or a demonstration, a game, an experience, it's, it's yeah. how do fun. you How do you differentiate your product? What makes it different than other labs? Because we do genetic testing, we're a lab. There are many other labs that do the same thing, but there are certain things that we do that are different. We have better customer service. Mm-hmm. We, we go a step further, we use different technology. So it's really about getting the message across that people will understand and, and see value in it and how they can apply it to their own situation. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, and I've had this conversation with other event marketers, like differentiation and positioning. Yeah. Because when you go in a trade show hall, you have to position yourself sort of where are you in the market, right? And what right. what is your offer? What is, how is it different, like you said, from your competitors? Yeah. It's, and that's part of your theme. Yeah, definitely clear, concise messaging and consistent messaging. Claire, any content that you follow in particular, whether it's podcasts that you listen to, publications you read, newsletters, anything like that? Well, I just a plug for Exhibitor. I do read Exhibitor, the magazine. Good. I listen to a few podcasts. One of them is The Next Big Idea. The Next Big Idea? Yeah. There's a few authors that are on there. What do you like about they're, that one? They're constantly talking to people in different industries that are just talking about the future, like what's coming up next, whether it's technology or a lot of it's psychology mm-hmm. and how that those things apply to kind of everyone's life. Yeah. So you, there's a takeaway I get from every session I've heard, whether it, it doesn't matter what it's about, it, it somehow I can apply it in my own life and work. Very cool. Yeah. There's a lot like that. Adam Grant is another one mm-hmm. for yeah. work life, work life balance, think, rethinking. So a lot of it is rethinking of your current positions, why you think the way you do. And if you change your perspective, can you, can you look at things in a different perspective and learn new things that you, and see things differently? I think that's important for all marketers mm-hmm. to do, to like take a fresh look from at things from a different perspective, because mm-hmm. you have so many different attendees that have different perspectives. I think a lot of marketers only look at it from one perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a great podcast. Yeah. Sounds like you yeah, get a lot out of it. Yeah, the next big idea is a great Very one. Very nice. I'll check that out. Anywhere in particular you're struggling right now or area you're looking to fix or tighten up or just maybe do something differently? A lot of it's the my processes and procedures. I'm kind of revamping a whole process for our regional events. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of national trade shows, which I manage, but we don't really have the resources to have someone that manages all of the regional. So I'm trying to make it a self-service model for Mm -hmm. our sales team Mm -hmm. so they can manage things on their own, but they need to know how to do that. So I'm developing a sales toolkit that all regional and for people all over, salespeople all over the country can use. Can access it, Um, yeah. So that's a, a challenge is educating 
an entire sales team on how you want events to be run mm-hmm. because I can't be at every one. Mm. So it's about um, teaching them branding and delivery and putting all of these assets together that they mm-hmm. need to have a successful event. That's a big challenge. It's just communicating and corralling all of that information together and making sure people use it. Sales and marketing really have to be hand in hand, don't they? Oh, in terms, for sure. How do you, yeah. we talk, I feel like I talk about this on my podcast all the time. I just encourage event marketers to say, hey, if you're new to a company, right, or you don't have a good connection with sales, go to the sales leader, go to someone who will communicate with you and say, hey, like, this is our goals of the trade show. This is the why. This is, let's talk about the audience. Let's talk about our goals. Let's talk, let's create alignment and get them on the boat. Yeah, exactly. I think it's also a two-way street. You need to have, I actually solicit feedback from the sales team Good and say like, what do you need? What will make you more successful in the field? Mm-hmm. What are your doctors and your your clients, what are they looking for? And how can we make these tools more effective for you in your everyday mm-hmm. life when you go out and you're trying to sell these products? I think that's really good because it is a hand-in-hand thing, right? Marketing is sort of teeing up sales, you know? Yeah. Um, so feedback both ways. And in particular, when you go to a trade show and you're going to go execute, I mean, sales is going to follow up with leads, you know? Right. And so marketing is, in a sense, creating those leads via the show, the you know, the targeted audience. But the alignment needs to be there between sales and marketing with the purpose the why, the narrative, the story. Yeah, I was just going to say the why. I think that's the most important thing is when you kick off any event or you're you're going to a sales meeting or trade show, make sure you have alignment on why we're there and that the sales and marketing all agree, this is what we're trying to achieve by going to the show. Mm -hmm. This is what we want to say to the customer and this is what we want the end result to be. So then they're on board with when the leads come in, they'll actually follow up on them. So that in my past, I've had issues with that about sales just not following up and they're not really caring about Mm -hmm. like what happens to these leads. But if they're involved in it from the beginning, they'll, they'll care more and they'll, they'll have a stake in it. It's ownership, right? They're, you know, they're in the boat with you. Yeah. Interesting. You said we're talking about the why we actually have like a framework we utilize with our clients when they're going to trade shows or events or anything activations they're doing. And the first thing is why step one of that framework is why. It's like That's walk marketing 101 the intention the <laughs> why like why are we here what is your, what are your goals and objectives give me a good example of maybe a trade show you do or an event you run or something what would be a why for you what's a why that you know you've had for a specific show or anything um i think for our biggest show we go to a genetic counselor annual meeting every year and um our biggest why is to get across to these counselors that that we are there for them. We are a trusted partner. We want to be in it with them. Mm-hmm. We're not just selling them a product, yeah. you know, which is our, our tests. We, we're a lab that cares about the outcome. We care about their practices. So we want to partner with them and be there with them the, oh, for the whole, whole process. It never really ends once we have a customer. We want those customers for life. We actually mm-hmm. have a customer for life program. Wow which is the, or the end user, the patients, yeah. a patient for life program. Mm-hmm. So our why is going to these shows to show the customers that we are partners for them. We're there for them. We have these products and services that will ultimately help them succeed in their practices. Mm-hmm. I like what you say, how specific it is. It's essentially say, Hey, you know, we're not here just to sell you this thing. Yeah. It's like there, there is a, there's like, there's specifics to the why. 
which is something that we talk about all the time. Like, don't give us a general why. Let's let's yeah, move into it. The big thing it. is we we care about the patients just as much as you do. And that's mm. why we're all here. That so we you, have yeah. we have a, a common why. Like our why is the same reason that they're in this. That's really cool. So, so that's we great. share the same same reason. Nice. Any changes you see coming to trade shows, events over the next five, ten years? Anything either, you know, good, bad, indifferent? I think shows are, there used to be a ton of trade shows. I feel like the industry is kind of consolidating because everyone's budget has been cut. <laughs> People can't go to as many shows as they used to go to. You really have to pick and choose. You have to be very strategic about which shows you go to. And that's why ROI is so important because mm -hmm. you have to kind of score your shows to figure out which are the best ones to go to, what are we going to get the most bang from our buck from, mm -hmm. and choose wisely because you only have a set number that you can go to, so you, you better be yeah. going and getting as much out of it as you can. So I, I think, think that's the biggest thing moving forward for event marketers is they're going to have less shows to go to mm -hmm. and they need to put more money into fewer shows. I think you're spot on with that because before the pandemic, right, it was... I, you've been using the term, everybody was a little fat and happy, right? Yeah. Like the shows were a little lazy. They just expected everybody to go. Everybody was going to exhibit, to attend, and the monies yeah. were there. And it was like, ah, we don't need a big reasoning. We just kind of go. Now yeah. it's tightening up. So it's, if you're doing the things that you're talking about with like measurement and the why and building results, now you can be nimble and you could say, hey, this show works. This one doesn't. This is producing results. You move money around. That's being a marketer. That's being strategic. I also strategic. think the key is to have an integrated marketing plan when you're going into these things. So for me, when I, I go to a show, we don't just do a booth because we're a medical company. We have medical stuff that will actually go on and do presentations. They'll mm -hmm. do scientific po poster presentations, talks. You know, they'll be actually presenting in front of an audience. So we try to get those sponsorship opportunities mm -hmm. so that we can get as much out of one show as we can. So we're doing a booth, we're doing a customer dinner, we're doing a poster, we're doing a, a presentation, we're doing a private meeting room, we're doing voice of customer meetings. So it's a whole integrated system. So you're not just doing one thing at one show. Good for you, right? Like the idea of treating it like a campaign. Yeah, it's a campaign from start to finish. So, and the campaign starts months before the show. So you have your pre, during, yep. and post show activities. Once you leave the show, it's not over. Like for mm -hmm. me, that's kind of where the real work begins because <laughs> now I, I have to prove my ROI. I have to take all the work that we've done and make it mean something and get something out of it. I think that's great. I think more people need to hear that message, right? Um, when it comes to their trade shows, treating it like an sure. integrated marketing plan, right? Campaign. Yeah, it's a campaign. Because it's work. The, I oh, mean, yeah. it is work <laughs> on the front end, the planning, the back end. It's a lot of work. Yeah, and you want your work to be recognized. You want to make, yeah. make you feel like, well, I did this and I achieved something and I re really got something out of it. Yeah, love that. Tell me a little bit about your career path, right? Like what you're doing now. Is this where you're looking to be? Is there something you'd like to do next? Is there movement that you're looking for? Or is, I, I don't know. What's the... um, well, I've been in, as I said, I've been doing events for like 16 or 17 years. And mm -hmm. I started out doing like small one day, like little road shows and seminars. And then I got into trade shows mm. and then I, I went into medical device. So I was with bigger companies doing much bigger events. Mm. 
And then I switched to more corporate events. I kind of took a break from trade shows for like four years, focused on corporate events and meetings, which was, was really exciting. So it's really creating experiences. So mm -hmm. that's where I, I take from my corporate event experience, creating experiences for people that I can integrate into trade shows. Mm -hmm. And my future, I would think I, that's why I'm doing the CTSM because yeah. I want to get more involved and take trade shows a step further, grow my current trade show program and just, yeah, see where it takes me. I think the future of trade shows is definitely technology. That's a, a huge part. Mm. AI is becoming huge. I'm just getting into chat GBT. <laughs> so Good for you. Just learning about that and seeing how it can help me. But uh, how I think are you using it? I talked about this the just other day research. with Marsha, who's in the CTSM program. Her, just, her and I, yeah. Yeah, research, just finding out about different topics, you know, whether it's vendors, locations, mm -hmm. best practices. Yep. So, yeah, I'm always looking for ways to, to improve and change things up. Interesting when you start, because I use ChatGPT, right? When you start asking questions and digging deeper, you can be super specific. Yeah. Uh, I heard somebody, I was listening to a podcast, it's a marketing podcast, and uh, they were talking about ChatGPT. And the person on there was saying that he uses it to identify maybe trade shows and events that he doesn't know about. Yeah, that's what I've been researching. Like, what are the other shows that we might or should be going to? What are other things that are people people are doing? What are the you know, best practices around yeah. certain things at trade shows. Very cool. You talked about like experience, experiential, right? I think that's a big thing moving forward in trade shows have been a little bit slow to adapt, right? But that experiential mindedness should be rolling into design and engagement all the time. Um, tell me a little bit about that because you, you have the experience of creating experience, as you said before, through corporate marketing. My previous job, we used to do these trade shows where it was medical device. So we were limited in what we could do in the booth. Um, you know, we would be showcasing our products. We mm -hmm. would have, our experience was having um, a room where we would have a fake cadaver, not a real one, but we did do cadaver labs on site. Okay. So that's one thing we, you know, would train surgeons on our, the surgical instruments mm -hmm. and the pro procedures. Um, but we also had a, a fake one in, uh, in a, at a room in our booth so they okay. could actually touch and feel the mm. instruments and practice with them Love it. it's so if you have a product that is tactile that you can actually do that with it's it's very effective yeah so they're not just looking at things but they're touching they're engaging all of their senses now for what i do is you know we can't have tests in the we can have tests but we can't have like saliva or blood samples yeah, yeah. obviously so it's a little more challenging. So yeah, I'm just looking for ways now to figure out how to engage our current mm -hmm. clients, looking at touch screens, potentially mm -hmm. holograms. I've seen yep. that a lot at farmer shows when, well, if you have big money, you can do big things like giant holograms yep. and things that you can yes. interact with that way. But yeah, the experience that I'm trying to, to get with people is engaging their senses and yep. having just meaningful conversations. He um, makes me think there is a uh, interactive touchscreen capability, right? Just just making me th think about it where you can sort of, um, it's very, it's not just a typical touchscreen. You can place a product in there and it can get really granular where you can peel it apart with your, you know, you can kind of yeah. move it around, rotate it. You can see the layers to it uh, and get very deep into without physically having the product there, but making it engaging. Uh, I thought that was fascinating and very visually 
not stunning, but like it catches your attention when there's yeah, that screen people, and you're it's utilizing memorable. it. People will remember that kind yeah. of thing when they, they see something that they, they haven't seen before. They rarely see at a trade show. Yeah. Bringing in like three-dimensional. I try to bring in models when I can. Like we always used to have a giant spine model in my last company because we did inserts for spine surgery. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really effective where people could actually to, to see it live. Yeah, you could blow it up and break it down and yeah. see the pieces. And it, it is engaging without having something physical there. Yeah. Nice. Anything that you are hoping to see happen in trade shows, right? Because you're investing yourself into trade shows, your knowledge of trade shows, yeah. kind of the direction you're going to take your company with, with the trade shows. Anything you're, you're hoping to see happen? Uh, I would like the show organizers to get a little more creative with their sponsorships. Mm. Um, I think that's a, a big thing for people that have been doing trade shows a long time and then even for new people, when they see the price list of sponsorships, they're very f- fixed. Some are really expensive. So a lot of companies don't have $25,000 to do a, an escalator decal or a bus yeah. wrap or something, you know, a huge banner in the convention center. So I think they need to get more creative with um, different tiered sponsorships. Yep. I know some of them have that, but just for them to think outside of the box mm-hmm. on just the traditional you know, print ads and banners that you see around the convention center, the, they should do more in, interactive um, sponsorships. I'd like to see yeah. that. I think that's really good. That's actually had numerous conversations with people talking in that space. Like, and it was also more on the side of being like, how can they offer things that are more meaningful, a little more engaging, a little more yeah. personalized versus the standard stuff? Like, you know, putting your company name on the badge or something, right? Yeah. Like it's, it hasn't really evolved as much as maybe it should. And I think it, it may take, honestly, it may take exhibitors like yourself that are forward thinking and thinking about it to say, hey, could I do that? Could I pay you to do that? Yeah. You know, and, and see what they say. Yeah. And sometimes you have to take matters in your own. Yeah. <laughs> so I've done that um, with another, the orthopedic company I was with. We wrapped our own sprinter van. So nice. the bus wrap was insanely expensive. So we ran, we needed a van anyway. We had our own shuttle bus to take us back and forth to the convention center. So we wrapped it. And we would drive it by the convention center yeah. every day and even drive through the bus route, which was got told off about that. But sometimes it's you know better to ask forgiveness than permission. Absolutely. So you, you take Little what you can slap. get. <laughs> it was <laughs> worth it because you know, th- thousands of people saw our bus driving back and forth, our little shuttle van driving back and forth every day. And it was a you know, couple thousand dollar bus and you're a wrap. I think that's awesome and creative. I mean, look. It's when you go in these trade shows, it's all about meaningful engagement, right? How can you meaningfully engage your audience and your yeah, customer? Exactly. Um, sounds like you're doing a great job. Um, trying. <laughs> yeah. Trying to push the envelope and poke holes and things where I think things can be improved. Good for you. Keep doing it. Keep learning. It's been great having you on the show. It's nice to meet you. And thanks for spending time with me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thanks, Claire. You've been listening to Event Marketing Redefined. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast player. Want to learn more about how to make your next event stand out? Follow me, Matt Kleinrock, on your LinkedIn or join our Facebook community. Thank you for listening.